Hey, welcome to the Timmy Riggs podcast. Life in the meantime, I'm Timmy Riggs. And there's a couple things swirling around in my head how to introduce this, but basically I'll just give you the title. Today we're talking about my pregame ritual, aka my morning routine, my daily habits, whatever, whatever, right? This came from an idea of like we think about so many professional athletes, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, uh, Tom Brady, uh, myself. No, like we think about these people and the fact that they have like pregame routines. They have, you know, it's I'm going to get to the field two hours early. I'm going to make sure that I go out. If I'm a quarterback, I'm going to throw 50 passes. I'm going to go in. I'm going to ice my shoulder for 10 minutes. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to stretch. And that gets me ready to go. I'm ready to play, right? Uh, it kind of sparked in my mind that we usually, I think for me, I use it as an excuse, of thinking about players like that or just people that produce at a high level. For one that comes off the top of my mind, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This guy is a freak. And when I watch these people perform or live out their career or, or do what they do, I think to myself, well, sure. If I was a professional athlete, I could do that too. Yeah, if I was an actor and that I worked, got paid to work out and was given food to eat, like I could do that. Yeah, I would have a lot of motivation to wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., go work out, do the, right? Like, it's so easy. Like, I could memorize my lines. I could read those books if I had to, if I was in their predicament. So, in fact, this happened to me last fall. I'm watching uh, Baker Mayfield on Hard Knocks, which was the Hard Knocks is a video program where during the training camp, the four-week preseason of the NFL, every year a team gets picked to be videoed and, and kind of we get an inside look, right? And we all love that stuff, behind-the-scenes stuff. And last year, last fall, it was the Cleveland Browns, and Baker Mayfield was a rookie. He was a rookie quarterback. And I remember there's this scene where he's at practice and coach goes, Baker, what time did you get to the field today? And he goes, uh, 8 o'clock. He's like, well, what time did practice start? And he was like, 8.30. He's like, okay, cool. Well, number five, who was the starting quarterback? The coach goes, number five was here at 6, practicing. And Baker's like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm just saying. And the coach walked off. And then the next clip was them showing Baker in there studying in one of their study rooms the next morning, and it was like 5.30 a.m. And I thought to myself, yeah, like, that makes sense. That's what professionals do. They step up. They elevate their, their training, their, their practice. So that way, later, they can perform at a high level. They can do what they need to do. And so I was like, if I was Baker, I could do that too. If I was a professional quarterback and I was second string and I felt like challenged a little bit, like, yeah, sure, I could step up then. And literally, it just was like, ding, it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Why do I need that excuse? Why do I need to say, well, if I was this or if I was that or if I was that person, then I would live at a higher level. Like I would make myself wake up and I would exercise and I would do what I feel like I need to do. Why Why do I use that as an excuse? Because then I realize that's what got them there. Their DNA. They, they choose to be people that I'll do the next level stuff so that way I can accomplish my goal and achieve, right? So 
I started thinking, okay, what is something that I hear a lot about when I study highly successful people, those that accomplish their goals and their dreams, they set out to do it. What are some of the things they do that make them succeed? So just like how Baker was like, this guy gets here at six, I need to either match that or better that. What is it that they do? So for me, I started noticing that a lot of High achievers, people that are successful in literally any field, whether that is professors or athletes or they sell cars or real estate or they're pastors. I began to see, just like I'm this like freaking Christopher Columbus, like I did my journey, my research. No, I just very obviously noticed that they wake up early. They wake up early at least I mean, not like, you know, not every single one of them wakes up at 4 a.m., but a lot of them wake up early when most people are still asleep and they do things that nobody else does. They have a morning ritual, a pregame ritual for the day that kind of sets them apart. And so I began thinking, okay, I want to do that. I want to begin to step into the footprints that these people are leaving because if it's getting them to where they want to go. Maybe it'll help me get where I want to go and help me accomplish the things that I'm trying to accomplish. And so, and that's literally like be a good husband and be a good friend and be a good pastor and be good at real estate and be good at owning a small business. All that, like It's a lot of things, but this is one practice that I believe affects all of those. And it makes my day more exciting, makes me more in tune, just allows me to not just wake up and feel like I got to run out the door and just feel rushed for every next thing, but instead I can be in charge and a hold of my day. So let me run you through my ideal pregame ritual, my ideal morning routine. And again, I say ideal because, yes, I'm getting better at it. This whole year I've kind of aimed to uh, get it hammered down and figure out what works for me and what doesn't. And so this is a perfect morning that I probably nail – two or three times out of the week, okay? So if my goal is five, I probably hit it two to three times out of the week. I still do it. I'll explain later, but let me explain the ideal morning for me. And this, when, I, when this happens, then I, when I play the game, my day, right, I have a good day, and it makes things go smoother. It makes me feel more confident, makes me be more aware, and uh, leads me to accomplishing the things I need to accomplish. So, 5 a.m. wake-up call. That's been my number one goal this year is to wake up at 5 a.m. Again, so many days where I haven't accomplished that. But I've done it far more this year than I ever have. So waking up at 5 a.m. Usually Mondays really crush this, right? Because Mondays are, it's easy. You feel like it's kind of a reset button on your week. So I wake up 5 a.m. Immediately I go and I scammer around because I have a small apartment. I can't wake my wife up, so I slowly close the door. I go into the kitchen. We have an espresso machine. It's easy for me. I don't. I just boom, pop in a pod, and it's better than Keurig Nespresso. You should buy one. Not sponsored yet, but would love that Nespresso. So um, I put in my coffee while my coffee's being made. I go to the restroom. Okay, I apologize for the TMI, but it's part of my morning ritual now. Right? It's a habit that I do. So go to the bathroom, come out. My coffee's ready. It's now about 5.05-ish. Um, and I grab all my books that I need. I actually have a picture of what it takes for me to have my optimal morning routine, so maybe I'll insert that now if you're watching this on YouTube. But I 
have these things that I do. So I make sure that I have my computer ready, and I usually plug that in the night before. And I actually put all my books out and my journals out before I even get going. Uh, like the night before, I'll get those out. So I wake up at 5, I get my coffee, I go sit down. First thing I do, grab my Bible. And um, this last month, I've been working through Corinthians. So I went through 1 Corinthians and then 2 Corinthians. And so the way that I've been reading it is I'll actually read, my goal is one chapter. Everyone, find your own thing, you know. But for me, I want to make sure I read one chapter of right now as I'm going through Paul's letters to the Corinthians. And so I want to read one chapter of it. Then I jump to Proverbs. I like to read through Proverbs just over and over and over. I, don't, I just like it. You can find your thing, you know. But one chapter in Proverbs. Sometimes that leads to two because Proverbs is just a lot of fun for me to read. And I actually go, went ahead and worked through Ecclesiastes because um, it's right after Proverbs. So I just jumped into it. So now literally today as I recorded this, right this morning, I read the first chapter of Proverbs again. Just restart it. So literally every month I'm basically reading through Proverbs. And uh, so once I read that scripture, I jump to then the book that I am reading for that period of time. So right now, the book I'm actually reading is called Money Master the Game. And you're like, oh, Tim, you jump from scripture to money, a book about money. I do, because if you're not responsible and in charge of your money, your money's going to be in charge of you. I really believe that. And so I want to make sure that I'm on top of it, in charge of it, and I'm telling it what to do. And that way it's not telling me what to do. I think that that is some of the biggest idolatry uh, that people live in is they think that, well, I just won't talk about money. I won't think about it. And yet they're more trapped by it than someone else who is on top of it and thinking about it and directing it the way they want. So right now I'm reading. This is a 650 page behemoth and I'm on page 300. I started it a week ago. And I am not bragging. I am a little bit because uh, reading has always been tough for me. And now since I read all the time, it's just a habit that I force myself to do. I do. I feel some pride in the fact that I can read through. And I say that because I didn't read all 301 setting. And that's the beauty of my beauty of my morning ritual is that I sit down. I open it up. The goal for me now is 20 pages. I can do that in about 40 minutes. Okay, so. Um, my goal is to read 20 pages a day and uh, of this book, and I'm, I'm basically, I'm nailing it, you know? <laughs> like, it's all about me just bragging about myself. No, so I'm just excited about it because when you kind of set out for a goal and want to accomplish it and achieve it, it feels good when you do, you know? And so um, I'll read my scripture, and then I'll jump over to whatever book it is. Um, I th- my next one I will probably be some sort of leadership book or um Maybe a, a more of a, a faith-focused um, book. I like to kind of switch it back up, back and forth. And so once I read that, then I go ahead and I grab my five-year journal. Now, at this point, it's about 6 o'clock, so that's about a full hour of reading. I am telling you, if you if I was 18 years old and you told me this is what I'd be doing, I'd be like, not a chance. But I love it now. They're in the morning. My phone's not getting text. I'm not reading emails it's just me and my dog and the lights and I light a little candle usually just because I like the smell of birchwood and um, vanilla right and so um, at this point now it is about six o'clock and I have my five-year journal that's something that I heard from Craig Rochelle that he uses because he always wanted a journal and yet it was always so hard for him to actually stay consistent because he'd write so much the beauty of the five-year journal is it's five different sections on one page 
and each section is for a new year. So while I've gone through one year, and that's 2018, I'm now in 2019, it'll last me to 2020, 2021, and 2022. And the, what's cool about it is I'm seeing what I wrote last year. That's the whole point of the five-year journal. Each section's only a couple lines. So you only can get a sentence or two in. And I talk about, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Here's how I believe God is moving in my life. Here's a funny story. I sprinkle that throughout. And um, so I, I write that after reading scripture. And the reason I've been doing it after reading whatever book I'm reading is so that way if I'm like, hey, read this, I thought it was good. I can have that. So next year when I'm writing under 2018 and 2019 of October 21st, I'll be able to say, ooh, here's what I learned or here's what I was going through, whatever, these last two years. So it's really easy. That takes me maybe a minute and a half. So at this point, I've done three really impactful things that are going to make a big difference over my life in the meantime. And so I and it's the day most people still aren't up. Again, that's not like uh, it's, it's been a challenge. I had to work on that. And I realized that's when I'm going to do reading the best. I used to work out in the morning. But now it's, hey, now I'm, I want to read. I want to have this time because it's, it's even more impactful for me. And uh, so that's that. Once I'm done with my five-year journal, this is where you're probably going to be like, oh, my gosh, Timmy's a weirdo. And that's fine. And you can think that. But this is what I do. And this is what I like to do. And this is how I feel like I'm best prepared for the day and how I want to win the day, which will then help me win the week, win the year win the multiple decade, right? Like those are the things I want to do. I'm such a believer in the, that small habits make a huge difference. So after I do my five-year journal, I move on to my fourth thing that is reading my, my affirmations, the things that I have written out that remind myself, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And so my first line of my affirmation is I am saved and loved by Jesus Christ. I have other things in there to say I'm a leader. I'm called by him to develop other leaders that uh, I am running passionately towards my wife every day. Um, I am honest and truthful, even sometimes when it stings. And I, I have a list of I am. This is who I am. I, I wake up at 5 a.m. on purpose, with purpose. That's in there. And, uh, and then other things, you know, like I am gentle, I am kind, I am loving, I am creative, I am innovative. And so that's, I do that. And if it's, I feel like, sometimes I read it out loud, sometimes I don't. Then... Even weirder, I jump to my vision board. And even as I'm saying all this, I'm like, gosh, like I can't believe I do all this stuff. And But I like it, and it makes me feel good about my day. And it's now the vision board is images. So I see it, and then later in the day when I think about maybe doing the opposite of what my vision board was saying who I am, I think about, okay, wait, this is who I wanted to be. So my vision board is a PowerPoint because it's 2019. I didn't actually buy a board and cut out any pictures from a magazine. I just Photoshopped them or copy them and paste them into my PowerPoint. So there's multiple things. My very first one is faithful, loving husband. I have pictures of me and my wife because that's at the end of the day, I've said it in my other podcasts that, hey, if we're going to spend 60 to 100 years together, I want them to be incredible. And so I want to make sure that she knows she's loved and that she's cared for. And um, I have a lot of room to grow in being a really, really good husband. But it's not going to happen just by accident, so I want to make sure that I'm focused on it and purposeful about it. The next one is I, I lead people to Christ. That's my goal is to help people find freedom in Christ. Uh, but then I have other things in there. Like I want to be a powerful communicator. So some of my favorite communicators, I have pictures of them 
I have be a strong leader. And so I have pictures of, of people that I feel like are strong leaders. And, uh, and then I have some, even some play goals, you know, and some things that I just hope that I'm able to do with my family, whether it's vacations or whatever. But I also have a vision board of generosity. I want to be someone that lives out generosity and uh, have different images there of what it, I feel like looks like the way that I want to live generously. And so I go through that, my vision board, and then a very, very impactful part of my morning to wrap it all up is five minutes of prayer. And I set my timer and I'm already, I'm ready to move into 10 minutes because um, the five minutes goes really fast. In that moment, I close my eyes, I sit there and I just, I truly, I work on being still. I don't have a, a big list or an agenda when I come to it. It's just me saying, God, I love you. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for the great night of sleep I had. Thank you that I have a roof over my head. Uh, lead me in living out of that in a way that's kind and generous. I don't, I don't want to just have these things and, and yet only find myself complaining about the things in my life that aren't working. Instead, I want to be thankful for what I have, use that to help those around me that maybe even have less. And so um, that is a really, really, maybe one of my most favorite parts of my entire pregame ritual. Now, you're listening to all that and you're like, dude, that's crazy. I've been on a journey for years to figure out a strong morning ritual. And so now I feel like I've, I kind of calibrated the way that I love it. And by the end of this, I'm almost done with my first cup of coffee, ready to move on to my second. And it's just about 630. And I love it. So that is when I really nail it. Okay, so for instance, today, I woke up at like 7. I don't know. I slept right through my alarm. Okay. But what did I do? Instead of feeling flustered and being like, oh, I missed it. I messed up. My goal was this amount of days in a row to wake up at 5 a.m. I just thought, yeah, that stinks. But I'm going to I'm gonna still do my morning ritual. I might have to condense it a little bit. I might have to read less. Um, but I'm going to do it because that's how it helps me win the day. And that's even the grace I can extend myself for sleeping in late and oversleeping because now it's I want to make sure that I still can – win the day. Me sleeping in is not the worst thing that can happen. And so I want to make sure I do the things that are right. So I can still maybe not have the best attitude when I do all these things. So when I don't do them, it's a whole lot easier, right? So uh, that's that. That's what helps me focus and hone in on how today matters. In the meantime, this small day, they can seem long and a lot of uh, little problems or stresses that I have to figure out. I want to live in it really, really well. So that way, when I look back on my year, I can see, wow, I had 365 days that no matter what, I focused on living the way I feel like God wants me to live them. Living them the way that I feel like I can be the best version of me and that the people around me can get the best version of me. And so that's why my pregame ritual, my morning ritual is so important. I just... uh, instituted a new part of my ritual and I'm holding it up so if you're uh, just listening you can see it on YouTube but it's a new planner I got and it is uh, I'm surprisingly kind of old school love the writing things out I'm not a big iPhone calendar guy yet um, so I like writing things down so I got this new planner it's by uh, Michael Hyatt full focus planner Michael Hyatt feel free to pay me because I'm endorsing your product but uh in this, he has sections for where you can put in your daily goals, right? Your your yearly goals. And um, he also has ways, little sections that you can write in 
your morning ritual, your evening ritual, how you get ready and prepared for bed. And, uh, and then on the day, so today, October 22nd, I believe it is, uh, you can check the box if you hit your morning ritual. You can check the box if you hit your evening ritual. And in that, you can also hit what are my three big tasks for the day, what are other tasks that I would like to maybe get started or, or be aware of, and then just even timely, hey, this is what I have at 9, this is what I have at 10, this is what I have at 11. So I really like this planner. It's another way of helping me stay organized. That's not a gift of mine. I uh, have to work really hard to be organized and on top of things, and so that is why I use that, and usually maybe I'll scribble some things in that in the morning as well, but that's my pregame ritual, and I think if these superstar athletes or these leading politicians or uh, actors and actresses, if we're looking at them and being like, wow, I, I like the way they do things, then why can't I, you know, why can't I do it at that level, and um, that's kind of where my morning ritual comes from. It's that hope of, hey, this small habit I think will make a big difference. So if you don't have one yet, I would encourage you to, and you could start small and do whatever you feel like you want to do to get your morning going and cooking. And that is that. Thanks for listening to the Timmy Riggs podcast, Life in the Meantime.